But anyway, yes, hopefully I see Napoleon this weekend. And if not, I guess we'll go probably when we get back or something because I really want to see it. And then you're going to go see Wish as well? Absolutely not. Have you have you seen what they're saying is the reason that the animation looks bad? It's because everyone's watching it on their phones or on computers. And so they're not getting like the full HD effect of what it's going to look like in theaters. And that's why the animation looks so bad. I'm like, there is no way it could possibly look that much better in theaters. Well, I've, I mean, I've seen trailers in theaters and I wouldn't say the animation looks bad. It's just a different look. It's like this weird combo of cell shaded um, and CGI with a and it, with a filter over it or something. So it, it I think they're I trying know. to make it look watercolor with in CGI. And, I guess. And so that's kind of weird. Everyone is has like moved on at this point with the better animation that's going on with like DreamWorks and Sony and Yeah, it just doesn't look like a very like a very good movie. Uh yeah. I think IGN gave it a 5 or a 6. Something uh, like that. And yeah, the story, the music doesn't sound good. The story, I keep seeing these people talk about how like Disney has resorted to like making all of their main women like the quirky. I don't. Just like a quirky girl rather than having like an actual personality. Like you can tell the difference oh. between Jasmine and Merida right. or all these different people, but then Tangled was like the first one and then they all just kind of copy right. Rapunzel from then on. So it just feels doing the same thing, yeah. Repetitive. Well, and it can do that without I mean, you can have a flawed, fun heroine that's not like Cinderella that's everything's perfect and beautiful. Well, yeah, like Jasmine. Yeah. But she like she's different than Mulan and Mulan right. is different from Meg from Hercules. So yeah. I think it's just a very flawed movie, but yeah, and it's not going to be good. I can't imagine that it's good. No freaking way. No, I'm not. I'm not super excited about it. And I love that and elemental. Yeah, that was as bad as mom liked it. But I was like, yeah, this is just not very good. I still have not seen it. You you need to see I it. Just... Um, oh, my God. Okay. So. Um, but I'm so glad that the new Hunger Games prequel flopped. I have, I have no interest in those movies. Absolutely none. Like zero. None. I I loved the first two. I think when they came out when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. But then yep. I don't even think I saw either part of the third movie. Yes, you did. I hated. No, I didn't. Are you serious? I am so serious. I haven't seen either part, and it's because I hated that book so much. Well, I yeah. I hated that book. But I think that they did better with the movies than the book, because all I rem remember I about the third book is that all the She's action... She's never and, there. Yeah, all the action happens off screen. So they yeah, at least that incorporated so that into the movies, but to make two movies out of it is ridiculous. So dumb. Um, but name one <laughs> successful prequel. That's successful and done very well. Monsters, Inc. University. Mm. That hits. Are you kidding? 
I mean, that movie hits. I mean, it's okay. It's all right. Also, Pearl, which you haven't seen I that, haven't seen but it. that is a successful and a very good prequel to well, X. Well, let's talk about successful, but what it, do you mean? You okay? It, it works. It didn't flop. It works. Yeah. Right. Uh, but I guess I'm thinking more like big budget, mainstream. The Star Wars prequels, you know, were pretty weak. I mean, they were bad, but they didn't flop. No. People went to see them. Right. But still, the general consensus is that they're, yeah. not, good. they're not great. Um, sure. But, but yeah, usually prequels just don't work because you know where things are going. Yeah. I can't think of... I can't think of another prequel, just like in general. No. I agree, and I, yeah, I don't know why I should care about the bad guy in Hunger Games. I, that's, once again, like, that's what you're saying, but, like, I literally, like, why would I, why would I care? It's and just so there's a book yeah. that it's based on and I don't know, it's all over my TikTok right now of people who love it, who love the book and then they loved the movie. Um, apparently they I stuck just... super close to the book too. Yeah, which that's admirable. That's pretty cool. Um but I don't Yeah. Yeah, it's not for me. You know what's oh, not like a... Fantastic Beasts. That's a prequel. That did very See? poorly. Exactly. Boom, another one. Another one. <laughs> yep. I don't I don't think you can come up with good ones. I feel like if they did a pirates prequel, that would do well. I think they should look into that. It I think could, they but could make that it could, but what work. usually happens is you have to recast the leads and that's where it falls Thank apart. Goodness. Recast the leads or completely go with different characters like the Hunger Games. And that's just hard to Well yeah. It's hard to do. But you know yes. it's not a, a prequel. Is the movie we're talking about today, <laughs> which is the most anticipated episode of this podcast. <laughs> so, welcome to Duking It Out. Hello. I'm Stacy, and I'm Hannah, and we are a daddy and daughter duo. That—that's a lot of D's. Three D's. Yeah. Boom. Four. Five. Anyway. <laughs> This is the podcast where we talk about all things pop culture related, where we will deep dive into a movie or a book or a TV show or something else and discuss it for a while, talk about what's making us excited, and then um, we will discuss what we will surprise the other one with what we're going to be talking about on the next episode. And today we are talking about 2022's Holiday classic. <laughs> extravaganza. Extravaganza musical <laughs> uh, airing exclusively on Apple Plus, who is not a sponsor, but they could be. DM me. If they wanted to. Yes. Um, <laughs> starring Ryan, Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell, the movie we're talking about is Spirited. And it's a, it's a big, fun holiday movie that came out last year. It did come out a little bit in the theaters, but mostly it was on Apple Plus. And it's still it's still playing there. And so 
We are going to be talking about this today because I think I've mentioned this movie probably too many times. Yeah, too many times. about every other podcast that we've, we've done over the last year or so. So it's like, well, why not? Let's just talk about this. We gotta. We gotta talk about it. So I picked this last week, our last uh, episode, and uh, so we're gonna just kind of deep dive into it. And Hannah. We know that you first came to this movie a year ago, but what what is your what is your overall impression of the movie and did it change from the first time you saw it a year ago to now? I think well, first of all, I went into our text messages and just searched the word spirited just to see like when you first <laughs> oh, told no. us about it because there are some things that Stacey Campbell will just, like, hound everybody to watch. And the best way to just get him off your back is to just watch it. That's right. Just get it over with, and we just have to watch it. That's right. Um, there's a couple other examples, like Camp Cretaceous. That was a big one. That's, but that's Spirited true. last year in November, this was the big one. And I I think because my text messages delete a year after um, mm-hmm. I save them. And so I wish I had looked it up a couple days before, but I got a couple of them. And I think it was the first one I had. It wasn't even your first text about Spirited. It was me texting the sibling chat with Katie and Jackson and was like, you guys, dad wasn't wrong about Spirited. And I think y'all should actually watch it because they're the ones that really don't. Right. Exactly. They don't usually take the advice exactly <laughs> so it was me like kind of groveling and being like oh my gosh you guys really was... should watch it because it is really fantastic and you, you probably said love it. he was right again yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe i did say that and um so then i think um i made katie watch it with me so i had seen it a couple times last year but I think going back to your original question of like how I my opinion differs between this year and last year is I think I have warmed up to Octavia Spencer's character. Okay. Because last year I just was not I didn't like her character because it didn't feel fleshed out. For some reason. I don't really know. Maybe it's just because I didn't like her song and we have to hear it three times. Mm. I still don't love her song and I still don't like that we have to hear it three times. But I think we get enough out of her character and I love that we get... Because we usually don't get that much from like a love interest in this kind of movie. So she felt more well-rounded than um, than you first thought. Other, yeah, than I first thought, or even in other classic musical Christmassy movies like this. So I warmed up to her, and I think I just came to the full realization that, like, if they had cast literally anybody else except Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds, this wouldn't work. Okay. Yeah. I think that's the only re- reason that this movie works is because they are just so stupid funny. And they are fully playing themselves, their normal characters of yes. Brian Reynolds and Will Ferrell to the T. 
which you would think would get old at this point Man, in 2022, but not. for some reason, it doesn't, and I love them. I thought I would be a little bit annoyed by them doing their Will Ferrell-ness, Ryan Reynolds-ness, but it still works. It's, Why does it still work? I know, it it's does. It's so good. It does. I, I agree. <laughs> Um, let me, so I'll answer that question as well, but yeah. let me just to kind of give our one listener an idea of what we're talking about, <laughs> about this movie. Um, this movie spirited is a modern take on Charles Dickens, a Christmas Carol, mm -hmm. only it's about an entire industry that picks one person each year to haunt. And so Will Ferrell is the ghost of Christmas present and um, Ryan Reynolds is the the nasty guy that they haunt only in the middle of everything. Not only does does Ryan, his character, get redeemed, but we also find out, spoiler alert, that Will Ferrell, the ghost of Christmas present, is actually Ebenezer Scrooge from the original Charles Dickens, A Christmas Carol. So it goes through his journey as well to make sure, has he really changed throughout these hundreds of, these many centuries, these hundreds of years that have gone by, or is he not? So he doubts himself. And in the middle, he, he kind of falls in love with Octavia Spencer's character as well. Mm -hmm. So it's, a, it's an interesting twist and take on um, a Christmas Carol, which is interesting because several of the reviews that came out last year, they they were pretty down on it being a very typical uh, retelling of a Christmas Carol that there it didn't bring anything new, it didn't do anything fresh, and I was like, "Are you Excuse watching you. the same movie as me?" Yeah, what are you what are you even talking about? Yeah, so that was that was kind of crazy and disturbing, but it is yeah. a musical full-blown musical. It's the fifth musical film collaboration between, I'm not going to say these people's names, right? Binge Pasek. Did I do that right? Mm -hmm. Or did I butcher I don't it? Know. And Justin Paul. So they've, they did La La Land. They did the greatest showman, yeah. dear Evan Hansen and Lyle Lyle crocodile, which I have not seen. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then this movie, um, I didn't know about the Lyle Lyle crocodile one. Yeah, that's Shawn crazy. Mendes. I know. So <laughs> I haven't I haven't seen that. Um, no way. The you know, the supposedly the book is really good, but it's a little children's book, so I don't know. Oh, I thought you meant a Christmas carol, and I was like, yeah, I thought so too. Oh no. Sorry, <laughs> Lyle Crocodile. Um, but yeah, Will Farrell and Ryan Reynolds are the two main principles they were each paid 20 million dollars to be in this movie and the payroll for the entire film topped out at 75 million so i don't even know Whoa. i don't even know what the regular budget was but i'm probably guessing around the 150 million mark or so wow. something like that um so i think my take on it between last year and then watching it again just recently I would agree. I I do feel like Octavia Spencer's character is in it more and fleshed out more than I had originally thought. Cause I, mm -hmm. I was kind of the same way. It's like, wow, she's just not, she's kind of in it here and then she disappears and then she pops up here. But I think her character is important. The other yes. thing is um, 
there is more music throughout the movie than what I remember. Because I really, yeah, because I I feel like that was as we talked last year. That was one of your criticisms, and I agreed with it. That it just felt like there was a a huge, big, gigantic gap. Oh, well, in the movie, and then I was I was keeping track, and yeah. I would I would write down like the time of the movie when I thought that everything was going to stop and it'd be like, Oh, here's another song, you know, like mm -hmm. five minutes later or 10 minutes later, there is one part, um, 31 minutes into the movie that there is, there's no music. There's no songs until an hour and two minutes. So there's about a 30 minute gap, which in the musical world, that's, that is pretty big. You would normally have at least one song in there, but it just didn't feel like it was a, as big of a deal um this go yeah. around and i yeah i agree with that um because i think i remember saying that last year too but yeah watching it this time maybe it's just because there are so there are like those first three songs that are like within five minutes of each other so then getting there are there are um, three songs in the first 15 minutes yeah and which I, is and i remember that when it, i first saw that saw that when uh <laughs> mom and i were watching it, or maybe i was watching it by myself i remember mm -hmm. immediately texting out to the whole family yeah. you guys I remember. you guys have to watch this just the first 15 minutes if nothing else and it's so up our alley of like the huge because dad is very particular with his musicals I so like i remember when you went to see sweeney todd when it was like in theaters and I remember you coming home and you're like it just didn't really feel like a musical because it didn't have big yeah. dance numbers a musical's dad gotta needs, have big, dad needs it's gotta have dancing. big choreography at least he needs one it. or two show-stopping choreo <laughs> choreographed dance numbers and practically and this, everything in this one has yes. that Unless it's like a slow ballad, like Octavia's doesn't have one yeah. really. Like people are dancing behind her. But the first, and whatever, like Will Ferrell has that one slow song and that doesn't have any dancing. But that first song and then the song that Ryan Reynolds sings and then the Good Afternoon song, they all have huge, huge. Yeah. They're all just giant, musical numbers. gigantic. Just and like you kind of see people dancing and then they'll just like zoom out the camera so you can see the full stage and it's just insane it just is so many people yeah. dancing it's crazy yeah like that um the f very first song they do that christmas morning feeling the whole yeah. this whole office complex which is like two stories tall there's a balcony there's stairs it's a fireman's pole yeah all kinds of and there's all kinds of stuff going on all over the, it's just a feast for the eyes and it's a fantastic song it's just a it's a great song it's a funny song they have those like interns that are kind of off to the side just watching it commenting and he's like the afterlife is a musical and one of the girls is like i knew it yes it's so funny yeah so it's very meta it's very aware of of what it is as a mm -hmm. movie musical they make fun of it they make fun of other movie musicals. There's a scene about halfway through when uh, Will Ferrell, I think he's, he makes a decision not to be a ghost anymore and to become a real person. And so they go to yes. an office party, uh, Ryan Reynolds office party. And there's, and it's perfect. Yeah. And there's, you see, 
cousin Eddie from Christmas Vacation. You see the pink bunny from Christmas Story. You see the like hot and cold guys. I don't even know what that claymation movie. Oh, the one with like the oh the you know what I'm talking yeah, about yeah the heat miser. Heat miser. Gosh, and you I see don't the remember seeing one. that. Dad, oh, oh my wow. gosh. I love those, but then you get to the. So then you get this you other guy who is dressed up as Buddy the Elf from Elf, and and Will Ferrell just walks by him and goes, "You just look ridiculous. You look so stupid." Yeah, that's what he said. You like, look he's so stupid. Incensed. He's so mad. And he walks away, and the guy's just like, "What? What?" So just little things like that. There's just some. There's some great little nods along the way that's that's just it's, a lot of fun those are so funny that really cracked me up um and i love the um she's probably my favorite favorite character the uh past oh the yeah um she cracks me up. she's in um everything everywhere all at once she's in that bollywood movie you see in like the background who gets the hot dog fingers that's right she is so funny and the way she talks about ryan reynolds she just is constantly talking about how hot he is and then she hooks up with him and then comes back to the office and she's making jokes and you see future and they're like goofing off together and they're like that's very (laughs) it's just so funny she's like yeah i just i can't go back in there i don't want him to be obsessed with me and that's the reason that will ferrell has to go deal with ryan reynolds for the first time it is yeah, she's so dry. It feels like improv. It feels like the way that they talk to each other, it feels like they're just goofing off. Yeah, and there's there's probably a lot of truth to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the the um what's unusual about this movie is that it's two hours and seven minutes long. So it's a long holiday musical. It is very long, but it doesn't feel very long. It it doesn't feel too long. There's this time um it felt a little bit long it felt like it slows down a little bit in the middle when they're going back to ryan reynolds past and dealing with his sister who is no no you don't think that part i don't think because that all makes sense and like we have to see that because that's the whole that's what i was going to say i think you need that but it kind of slows down and it slows down a little but i think it really slows down when he becomes human and then goes on that little date with Octavia and we get that second reprise of her song. I'm like, why do we need this? Yeah. This is dumb. I think they could have totally cut that song out. Yeah, but, but it we would, also have to show that she likes him. It would also long. yeah, it would also diminish their relationship, I think, too. Yeah. And you kinda need that. So that's what I was sitting there thinking. It's like, gosh, what do you cut out? Because they already cut out a huge big song that they play during the the end credits they turn it into black and white and it's a complete gigantic again choreographed dance number with water splashing around and and it's a great (laughs) song it's a great song but i think they were just like um yeah this doesn't really advance anything so we're just gonna have to throw it somewhere else but i and i mean that was i was sitting there going good grief how hard of a decision was that because there was probably 40 or 50 extras in that with this huge yeah. production of splashing water. Like, how much did that water cost? It, well, all My of goodness. That. Yeah. So that was that's what was crazy about it. 
Um, so yeah, there was there was just a whole lot of things going on, but I I couldn't tell what what do you effectively cut out. I, I don't and know. I I just don't like a musical is going to be over two hours, no matter what. Like you can't really have a musical be under two. Like that just feels. And, impossible and i agree they need a longer time yeah and i agree but it's just um it's a it's unusual for it to be a holiday a christmas movie that long but but still i guess yeah white christmas is like two and a half well that's true yeah but i'm just saying more modern ones don't true. usually don't usually do that um the bad ones yeah so yeah, that's that's the that's it. And I don't I don't really think they could have just thrown in a, another song in that 30 minute songless gap in the in the in the movie. I think that would have felt a little too much. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I there's there's very little I don't like about it. Um. I think the one thing that I thought about watching it this time was I think they used special effects and green screen a whole lot more than is very obvious. Um, yeah. And I think some of that was because they shot during the pandemic a, mm -hmm. a bit. They shot in 2021 between July and, and October. So, um, so I think they were separated a lot more than it seems apparent in this movie. Yeah, definitely because there's a there's a few times where it it feels a little a little fakey mm -hmm. there are quite a few yeah parts yeah maybe feel. maybe so okay so there's a lot of fantastic songs in this musical which which one is your absolute favorite you already said you didn't like Octavia Spencer's. I I like that because it mm -hmm. slowed it down. It has, you know, pulls your heartstrings a little bit. It's not my favorite, but I like it. Yeah. What is your favorite? And I like I understand why we need it and like not all songs can be bops. We need some ones to slow down. But True. I think my absolute favorite one is Ryan Reynolds' first one with the Christmas tree. Oh. Okay. I love that one. I find that one hilarious, and I think that's one of my favorite dance numbers. Bringing back Christmas. Yes. So he's almost playing, um, and I just forgot the guy's name, from The Music Man. He's almost playing yeah. that type of a shyster character yeah. who is speaking at a Christmas tree convention and saying, we've got a rally, and... <laughs> We need to get these plastic get, trees out of here. Yeah, getting mad at all these artificial trees yeah. that people are buying and stuff. And it's this gigantic dance number at a convention center ballroom. Yes, I love that one. There's so much energy. Like, I know every song, all the dancers have an infinite amount of energy. It's, like, tiring to watch them go full out oh. every second of every song. But I... That one especially is so much fun. I find those lyrics really funny. And I love the end where he gets back on stage. He sits down, is immediately in like a gold suit. And all the tables are 
they move yeah. all of them to make it look like it's a Christmas tree and he's the star. Yep. I loved that. It, it's like a big overhead shot. I totally have forgotten that. <laughs> and I was, again, blown away like, oh, my gosh, that is because it just sort of the way the camera pulls yeah. out, it just it just sneaks up on you. Oh, it's it's so good. And it's I like, love. Wow. Um, you get a bunch of Will Ferrell's like. Um, he has like little inserts of like this guy's the worst. He's the like we can do it. He's gonna be the one. Yeah. This is the guy that we have to choose. La 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 la. I I love that one. Um, but I still like if I'm on my Christmas playlist, I think the first one that I will always listen to is that Christmas feeling. Like I oh, wow. still yeah, that's a love good that one. The very opening song. The first song. And it just kind of establishes here's what we're doing. They're explaining what's going on. I, I just, I love all of that. It's such a good setup for the movie, and it's a it banger. What about you? What's your favorite? Yeah. Um, a, a couple things. Watching it this time, I realized that, oh, there's not an I want song in this movie. And typically, it's a, a movie musical will start with a, the main character, here's what I want, and blah, blah, what blah. What about that second song with Will Ferrell? I didn't see that as an I want song. It's just more of um, he's it's a lament. It's called presence lament. And he's just kind of talking about how miserable he is. But it's not a want song, except his song at the end, the unredeemable. I realized at that point, it's like, here is the I want song. Because he is talking about he's talking about at that point how he's afraid of being unredeemable and, and all of that and he wants to be redeemed you know and so so it was just an interesting I thought even that was an interesting twist that it didn't have that typical yeah. type beginning but my favorite song out of all of them <laughs> to me has to be Good Afternoon <laughs> and this is when they go back in time and actually in the original timeline of a Christmas Carol and they see Scrooge so in, they're in old England and they're at a bar and they realize that when you say good afternoon to someone that's basically saying F you and so it's just such a subversive twist because every time somebody says for the rest of the movie in, even in the modern timeline if somebody says good afternoon they, they come after him like they're going to fight him or something what did you say to me huh? but this mo this song it's it's hilarious it's fun it's got tons of people they're marching down the street in it's, full that is choreography really good choreo i love oh, that choreography and will ferrell and ryan ryan reynolds i mean they've already done dancing throughout this movie but they are in lockstep yeah doing this choreography as well and it's like <laughs> wait a second am i watching special effects right now no <laughs> and they're knocking it out and you also get a fantastic cameo by dame judy dench, judy dench. who just she shows up just shows up she's totally and cgi'd in there there's no way she's actually it is there just so fun <laughs> so funny and they talk about her and be loving her and chocolate and they're talking about that they're talking about um even at the very beginning where he like starts he's like hey you need to like get um into the mood and you need to start saying good afternoon to everybody but he's taking on this horrible british accent and you see will ferrell and he's like your uh accent blows <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love that your accent blows <laughs> yeah oh it's just 
uh it's just a, it's a great song it's it's so fun i love the, the like even the end where they're like how did you know all those steps he's like i was just following yeah. you it's so i was just following you that's so stupid but i still love it i still laughed at that <laughs> yeah i did what did you think uh i mean this was a big movie like even in the very very first song or two as will ferrell is singing and then ryan reynolds sings the third song um this was the first song that ryan reynolds has ever sung in and this was well, will ferrell's not kind of half ass in it he's actually singing mm -hmm. so how did you feel about their singing and their dancing like they are definitely being like note corrected like it's not like those that's their actual voices but i still love it you can tell oh yeah because i was listening really close because i remember i remember your brother saying that last year because i'm not even sure he saw the movie i was just gonna but ask he was, if he actually did see the movie i don't think he did well because we threatened to make him watch it with us last year at christmas right, when we were I all together we were just busy or something and I don't think he actually did, but he <laughs> he might have watched a song or two and said, "Oh, they're totally being, um, well, yeah, they're they are. they're totally being corrected and stuff." But I couldn't. I guess I just don't have an ear to really notice it. Like it wasn't blatantly obvious or bad. No, no, I think it fit. Just sounds too perfect. It, it sounds no perfect. Way. They sound great, yeah, and no I'm way. like, how did they start? I mean, unless they just really had a lot of singing lessons no, or something no you're saying not. no <laughs> obviously but not. but i though. did i think they they really go for it with the choreo choreography like they don't look like they're holding back or they have any kind of ego like yeah. they are really going for it and i love that i also love because um jacob what's his name Marley. Oh my goodness. Jacob Marley. He's played by the amazing Patrick Page, who is mm -hmm. like a Broadway star. Right. <laughs> he, I love in this movie that he is the one in almost every song that starts. He's like, another one. We don't, another have, we don't no. have to start singing. We do not we don't need do to this. sing. I yeah, think he's totally, he's always against the songs or even at the very end where he's like, a, another song and they're like we have to and he's like okay right. <laughs> I and I love that and I find that joke hilarious and I find it really funny that his big song which is because he's he's playing Marley in the haunt and he's the first one that Ryan Reynolds sees and he has like his big I don't know he's like telling him what's going to happen and he has all those chains and it looks very like um it looks so similar to Muppet Christmas Carol. But, <laughs> and so he has this big song and he's about to like ramp up and then he gets interrupted. So I love that the joke is that yeah. he doesn't really get to sing, but I'm also like, Patrick Page is a really good singer. Give him a big song. I want to hear him sing. But we never really He does sing it. in the first one. He does Barely. sing a little bit here and there. Yeah, in the first song. Yeah. Do you feel like this movie captures that Christmas feeling that classic movies have. I think so. You know, so. like Christmas Story, Christmas Carol, yeah. It's a Wonderful Life. Does it have the heartstrings in it? I think it totally does. Um, and we get some, like, we get the stuff with his sister, and she's, we see her as also 
why is her wig the every time we see her she is wearing a god awful wig the sister oh in the hospital in the hospital anytime we see her when she's a little girl we see her again in the hospital it's bad and then when she's like that angel i was like why can't we see her real hair? <laughs> Why do we have to have this horrible red wig? It's not like Ryan Reynolds has red hair. I'm like, why does know, she? It was, it was weird. Whatever. But I think it, because we get the, um, like, a little bit corny ending, but they totally deserved it and they earned it. So I think it totally yeah, shows. Yeah, I do too. I, I think it totally works. Uh, I think it's got enough corn in it but not too much mm-hmm. corniness uh it's got the big the heart strings at the end um i i feel like this is this is clearly and easily a movie to watch every year my yeah. only slight criticism and and this is really trying to analyze it and think through it is i'm i'm just not sure why Will Ferrell's character, the ghost of Christmas present, who used to be Scrooge and he became a ghost in this organization. I'm just not I'm just not clear on why he's constantly feels like he's unredeemable throughout the movie. And that's kind of his narrative arc. I think it's I don't think he thinks that he's unredeemable because he was the one unredeemable that was redeemed at least for like the first half. I think he's okay with that. He just feels like he's missing out on life, which is that first song. Cause he's just like, maybe I should go back to being living, but he's just not sure. And then we get to, cause I think he's scared if he actually did become a living person that he would fall back into his old ways and he's, he wouldn't be redeemable. And I, I think he has a hard time, like, and so do we, like, identifying that until the point where um, I think Ryan Reynolds is when they go back to Scrooge's time. And it's right before Good Afternoon. And they're having a talk, Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. And he's like, well, how long did you live after you became <laughs> redeemed? And he's like, like right. three weeks. So yeah, I think from that weeks. time, which is so funny, I think <laughs> from that time on, he then is like, oh, that's why I'm a little nervous to go back because I didn't right. actually have enough time to prove it. Did it, did it take? Yeah, did, did it, it actually take? I didn't have enough time to make up for all the bad things. And I, and that's what I felt so bad for him as a character because I was like, that's just a lot of pressure to live under. Yeah. To, to feel like I've got to go back and and make up for all these bad things. It's like, how can you ever do that? Yeah. And so um, so I that's what I kept thinking about towards the end was, man, this guy just seems so miserable. Like he's just, he doesn't, there's so much doubt about him. And I, I think that comes from Marley. Like I think Marley is kind of the one who was putting that on him. But then he's also the one that's always like, well, we did redeem you. Like you are the right. only and first unredeemable that we were able to redeem. So, but yeah, it kind of feels like he's under Marley's thumb until he finally takes that whatever that thing is. It's just like a pocket watch or something. The retirement. Yeah, retirement. Token. Whatever yeah. that is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And he also says, "Choices make us who we are." Mm-hmm. 
that was kind of a, a key thing, a key, a, a key theme to it. Yeah. And I think watching this, um, I recognized this last year too, but I think it is awesome seeing, and it, like the way that it stands out is kind of sad, but it stood out so much to me that we never really get a movie where a white guy is pursuing a woman of color. Hmm. Like he sees her and is completely just like in love with her already. We never see that unless it's like, no, I can't name a movie where we see that. Yeah. So I and he's a lot older than her. He's a lot older than her. And he's just like head over heels with this woman, which of course, Octavia Spencer, duh, who wouldn't be? But like we right. never see that. And then we get another layer with Ryan Reynolds and present because she's Indian. And so yep. I just I love that. Yeah, there and it was and it just felt very natural and organic. And it, it didn't it was never feel like it a was point of anything. No. Which, if there is a movie, then they usually make it, like, a big deal. But this one, it was just, like, I am attracted to this woman. She is beautiful, and I want to spend the rest of my life with her. And both main characters, I love that. Yeah, one of my favorite parts was when you start, as a viewer, you start getting the hint that Will Ferrell really likes Octavia. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about Octavia to Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. And Will Ferrell just starts to grin a little bit. It's just slightly, just a tiny little bit. You get a little gleam in his eye as he's talking about it. And it's like, oh, that is so adorable. That is so cute. It's so cute. And I, yeah, I love that we see, it's not like we just see him starting to like her. It's like when um, that first meeting that they have where for some reason she can see him. I still don't totally understand why, but they kind of like have banter back and forth and you can see that she's already like charmed by him. I love, I love that. And then anytime that they're together, I think we, I think we get the, uh, I think Ryan Reynolds points it out at one point that she sees him because he allowed her to see him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Subconsciously. Yeah. Yeah. So, because he didn't really know her yet, but apparently that that was the deal. <laughs> Which I that's just so that's so cute. I I love that. It is. The ending has a nice twist. Did, did you did you like the ending? Did the ending work for you? Yes. So I remember watching it um, for the first time, and we get to the part where he like pushes him out of the way of the bus. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds is saving yeah. Will Ferrell's character because a bus is coming, and so he pushes. Will Ferrell out of the way and it's kind of like bracing for impact and then it's a freeze frame and everything mm-hmm. stops and Will Ferrell's like oh my gosh this is it this is it you're getting your the ending that you're supposed to be getting la 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 we get the ending he says help you've changed you've your changed. heart has changed you're, you're, you're different redeemed la 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 and Ryan is yep. kind of fighting it and he's like no there's no way there's no way um and then his like sister comes out of a beam of light and is like come with me and he's like, oh, no, no, that's later. I'm sorry. That's after the whole song. So we get... The the sister part, yeah. yeah. Yeah, So we get, like, this whole song of him being redeemed, and it's so great, so great. And then they go back to their starting positions, and he's back in front of that bus, and that bus is still coming, and he gets hit, and he yeah. dies. Which, yep. at first, 
you're like, because he kind of gets out of the truck that he landed in, and you're like, oh, it's just like a funny bit. Bit. Like, it just feels like physical comedy. But then he is fully dead. So I think when I watched it for the first time, I was like, that's the good choice. Like, that is what makes this movie not too corny. Because he died... And then we see him talk with his sister and she's like, you're ready. Like you can come home with me. Um, Let's go into this beam of light. And then he's like, no, I'm not quite finished. And then he kind of takes over a different idea. Yeah, yeah. He takes over the afterlife and the haunts and decide, he kind of expands it and makes it into not just one haunt a year. He has tons, Multiple. which is, yeah. Perfect. Like that is yep. the best. Like he's consistent with his character. It's perfect because he switches places with Will Ferrell, and they're both much happier. And he goes back to like Earth and visits him sometimes, and he sees that uh, him and Octavia Spencer have two kids together. Which, when Will Ferrell is like screaming at those kids, <laughs> that I always forget that, and that I is just... so funny, and it's so perfect because it's like. Yeah, I'm redeemable, Sometimes I lose it. but like yeah. I am gonna scream. I am gonna yep. have my moments. <laughs> so sometimes I still lose it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so funny. So I think the ending totally works, and it's the only way this movie could have ended where I would have. Yeah, yeah. Thought I this agree. is a classic. And I again, I I've only seen it last year and i i forgot about how it was in it because i was sitting there thinking how does this end how does this how do we wrap this up because i couldn't remember and then and then he pushes will ferrell out of the way and it's like oh Mm -hmm. of course but still i still forgot that the bus was going to slam into Mm -hmm. him and kill him and it's like here okay but yeah it's it's a great ending it flips what you expect around it it's very unconventional yeah and I love that about it. And it, it works. It works great. Gives them a big opportunity to have a couple big numbers at the mm-hmm. end. And um, yeah, it's it's fun. It's a. Yeah, it's the bad. So th- the, the only bad thing mm-hmm. is there is such little production information online about this movie. There's there's one or two extra yeah. couple little clips of them um rehearsing the choreography mm-hmm. but there's and it's like two minutes long and there's very little information online yeah. about weird little things and it's like that is so weird and i've seen i like watched some uh i watched a couple interviews with will and ryan but they don't really give much and i think i don't know like i feel like if this had been a netflix movie it would we would know all the BTS, but it's yeah. Apple. I don't know what it is. Apple, everything that's on there feels so like polished, shrouded, controlled, controlled, yeah. and also like hidden. I don't know. It was. I agree, and I like re-listened to um, Ryan Reynolds' Smartless episode because he talks about mm-hmm. it a little bit. But it was like I think they were still filming or something, so yeah, he yeah, didn't really have. Vague. Yeah, he didn't really have much to say about it. He didn't want to give anything away, but. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, for a two hundred million dollar production, which is what it was, seriously, I mean, it, it came out, it came out of nowhere. It they didn't hype it up very much. No. I mean, they, I I saw it, 
hyped and I was excited about it. Um, I saw that trailer I the, and was like, yeah, because I like the two guys. No, I, I said, but, count me out when I saw that trailer. I was like, this mm, is not it for me. I was like, count me in. <laughs> this looks amazing. <laughs> um, but with, you know, for every 10 new holiday movies, one yeah. maybe has potential. Yeah. And and so I was a little nervous, except for the first first 15 minutes and those three songs. I was like, I'm in. Yep. Let's go. Those ones. I am in. Knock you out. And I I watched this with Jay and I had told him like a couple weeks ago about what it was about. But he must have forgotten or something because I was like, do you want to watch this with me? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Let's watch it. So we I turned it on and I think he turned to me in the first couple minutes and was like, is this a musical? And oh I was like, gosh. Jay, duh, of course it is. And he says he likes musicals, but I don't totally know if that's true. I know he doesn't yeah. like, like he won't listen to show tunes or anything, but he mm. likes watching musicals. And I'm like, is that actually mm. true, young man? I mean, he's kind of down on the Star Trek musical episode. Okay, so... he just told me, he was like, I think we should watch that episode before we go home to you to your parents place for christmas so that i can actually see if i like it or if i was just like in a bad mood when it happened and i was like i would love to watch that with you so we'll discuss breaking news (laughs) you heard it here first maybe watching it with me will make him like it wow (laughs) that is amazing so yeah i'll let you so we'll, we'll get into that at Christmas to see if he actually still liked it. Uh, let's go. Or still disliked it. <laughs> so that is our hot take on Spirited. Yeah. I think uh, both of us would heartily recommend this movie. Yes. If nothing else, just get a $7 a month subscription to Apple Plus just for one month. And if nothing else, watch the first 15 minutes of, this, of the movie. Yeah. And if you're a Scrooge and cold-hearted Grinch... You may want to turn it off at that point. But if you have an inkling of Christmas spirit in you, you'll want to watch all of it. So that is Spirited, and we both love it, and we'll watch it every year. (laughs) And uh, we're going to take a quick break and then come back with what is making us excited. Hang on now. And we are back, and this is the next section of our podcast called What's Making Us Excited. I could see you trying to, am I going to say section section, or segment? Section segment, or segment? And I chose the wrong one. (laughs) Shoot. (laughs) So, Hannah, what is is making you excited coming up? I am very excited about an old show because... We just watched Spirited on Apple Plus, and I am never on Apple Plus. I don't really watch anything on there, so I just had never really explored what they got going on over there. And while I was pulling Spirited up, um, again, I was watching it with my boyfriend, Jay, and there was a random show that he thought looked interesting that I would have never thought looked interesting unless he was there because it just didn't appeal to me. But it's a... A show called For All Mankind. Oh yeah, the have you uh, heard of it? The sci-fi, the yeah, alternate it's... reality of the moon oh, my landing. Goodness. Yeah, hold on, because <laughs> Jay, we were like, we started Spirited, and then afterwards he's like, can we check this out? And I was like, mm. okay, like three seasons, right? It's 
doing they're doing their fourth right now like it's coming out right now i oh, think there's okay. a new episode that comes out i think every tuesday okay anyway doesn't matter but it's yeah an alternate universe of like if the space race never ended right and the first scene that you see is the soviet union getting to the moon first okay so it's just fascinating to watch because i, I like i like shows oh, like that I think you would eat it up. I can't believe you haven't watched it yet. You know why? Because I had heard that the first season was really slow and it took them a long time to get somewhere. No. That That's what no I heard. Way. And then, then I've heard season two and three were much better, but I just haven't oh. gotten into it. I don't. I'm only. We've only watched three episodes. Okay. But I love it. And maybe that, this is like the slowness that I like. Yeah, I'm feels... good with that, too. At times. Because I know a little bit about um, <clears throat> the space race. I don't know a lot, but I love the movie Apollo 13. So I know all those people that are in that. So we see, like, we see Buzz Aldrin. We see Neil Armstrong. Um, we see Werner von Braun, who is mm-hmm. one of the Nazis that they had come over. and um, Like they did with Oppenheimer. Kranz. Yes. Yeah. And but we also like the main guy who is played by <clears throat> Joel Kinnaman, who I love. Mm-hmm. I love anything that he's in. Um, he's not a real person, but he is the pilot of Apollo Ten. And okay. he so like the whole episode is or the first episode at least is him <clears throat> kind of dealing with like he was on Apollo 10 and he could have landed if he wanted to, like it was up to him and he made the call not to, which gave the opening for the Soviet union to land. And so they were the first ones. On oh, the moon. okay. So then we're watching this first episode and I was like, okay, okay. So like, what does this, it kind of felt like what's going to be the whole issue with this show. And it's because they weren't the first people to get a person on the moon they want to be the first to have a space station on the moon so that's why it like accelerates all of their space activity and they're the ones that are going to be out in space more which i found when i when that clicked for me i found that fascinating i was like oh this is exciting Hmm. and i think like because you see alternate reality stuff already happening like you see nixon and it's really him it's not an actor and then you hear some of his like recordings but they edited them or they got someone to sound like him right to talk about this happening and then like there was some press conference where one of the kennedys i can't remember but he's like oh i'm canceling my my trip to chappaquiddick and I was like, oh, oh, oh yeah. my gosh. So like stuff like they that where it's just like a things. little bit, yeah, a little <clears throat> bit of things. And I think it's like the end of episode two, the Soviet Union gets another um, ship up there and we see a video of who it is and they lift up like the reflective part of their helmet and it's a woman. Oh. So then Nixon is like, I need to get women up onto the moon. So then we have like this oh, whole, wow. it's so good interesting i love it so much more than i thought i would i was very very excited that we started that show so there are four seasons it started in 2019 yeah um we see a lot of people who are actual people but most of the people are made up people that they're just using um in this alternate timeline it's 
fantastic. I would and recommend that to anybody. And it's like eight episodes each season or so? I think something like that. I think it's ten episodes <clears throat> each season and yeah, the fourth one is nice. coming out as we speak. Staying with Apple Plus, um, and listener, forgive us for just one moment, but we've talked about this before on a previous podcast, and um, we're both, this is not part of our program, actually, but we are both (laughs) super excited about Monarch Legacy of Monsters that just started on Apple Plus this week as we're recording this episode. So it's probably going to be completely out by the time you hear this episode. So it is, we're thrilled to report that it is a brilliant show so far. We're two episodes in and it's so fantastic. What's what makes it different is it's focusing on the humans with the monsters in the background and the, and the storylines with the humans. What's that? I don't love, like, I still don't love the human stuff. Oh, I do. Like, I think it's captivating mm. because it's filling in all the little gaps in the history of Monarch, which they've they've well, always yeah. been the shadow organization in all the MonsterVerse movies, and so it's really diving deep into that. And I love that aspect. I'm hooked into the mystery of it. And then there's monsters in the background doing stuff every so mm. often. And it's just, oh, it's so fun. It's so good. It's so good. I just got dinner with Katie last night, and so and Alex, which is Katie's uh, boyfriend, and we all just started. They said that they watched the first episode, and then I just started like screaming, and we were just like <laughs> yelling and screaming in this restaurant about how much we love. Like the very end, they were <laughs> they were talking about the eggs at the very end of Ugh. episode one, and they were like, once they started cracking, we were like, let's go, baby. I was. Oh, it's so oh good. my gosh, it's so good and it's so fun i love all the and i'm interested in the like unraveling the mystery of monarch but it's just like not written super well but i don't care because it has monsters i, know. I love the monsters yeah. that's all i can or, yeah yeah i'm i'm super interested to see if kong makes an appearance at some point because i was surprised they showed him right at the beginning and then did this whole skull island piece at the very beginning of episode one yeah, and like a recap of the movie. Yeah, kind of a recap there. And so I was I'm interested to see if he's in it because he's not been in any, in any of the trailers or anything. It's all been Godzilla mm-hmm. and some of the other monsters. So yeah. It's just I'm excited it's a great about show. that. I'm also excited to see because in Kong Skull Island, we just all kind of assumed that John Goodman died, but then in this first episode, in the first scene those that monster that like went after him in the movie you see that happening but he doesn't die so i'm like is this man still alive yeah there's some great I'm excited to know there's some good stuff there so that's yeah. just a little freebie bonus there what's making us both excited <laughs> um <laughs> but what's making me excited is a movie that's coming out in uh 2024 february 2nd 2024 um made by one of my favorite directors, Michael, I'm sorry, Matthew Vaughn, who did all the Kingsman movies. And he's got a new movie coming out called Argyle. And um, Oh, brother, I cannot believe this is your your choice for this week. Why? What's wrong with that? <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Exactly. Dad. Tell me, tell me that none of the Kingsman movies are ridiculous. They're 
James Bond I'm, movies on steroids. I'm not saying that they're not ridiculous. I'm just saying that I don't really like the Kingsman movies, and this Argyle movie looks number one just like them. You're yeah. dumb. <laughs> number two, you're dumb about Argyle because I think no. it's going to be fun because it's that an cat. It's ridiculous. It's over the top. It's There's so over the top stuff in Kingsman all over the place. Exploding yeah, I know heads that. in the first one. But it works within movies. that world. It works within oh. that world. So this is a huge, big spy movie. Uh, it's it has shades of of um, romancing the stone and mm-hmm. what was the Sandra Bullock Channing Tatum movie that came out yeah. during the pandemic? Lost City. Lost City. The Lost City. It does feel very similar to that. But I think the twist is this is an, an introverted spy novelist is drawn into the activities of a sinister underground syndicate. So the stuff that she's writing about is actually happening, mm-hmm. apparently, in a spy syndicate. And there's just everybody Everybody is in it. There's Samuel L. Jackson, Catherine O'Hara, Sam Rockwell, John Cena, Rob Delaney, Bryce Dallas Howard, Henry Cavill. Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. She's in also, it. Also, Henry Cavill looks awful. Well, it's because he's got his hair cut in like I a know. weird thing. And I know he's supposed to look like that, but he looks awful in this movie. So it's a huge, big, fun, big movie that I, and Apple Plus also, this is also an Apple Plus movie. <laughs> weird. Um, so it's like um, Killers of the Purple Moon. No, Flower. Flower Moon. Sorry, I always say that wrong. So it's like one of their movies. So they've produced it and, uh, but it's Mm -hmm. going to be in the theaters and at some point on Apple plus, but it's coming out February 2nd and I will be seeing it in the movie theater because I am (laughs) pumped to see this on the big screen. It looks so over the top and ridiculous. I cannot wait. And that is over the top. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you're wrong. You're wrong about everything you said about all of the Kingsman (laughs) movies. They're all freaking good all three of them no, and they need to make t- more of them no. you just don't get it i get it it just doesn't look good like it there's too much cgi there's too much cgi is the problem big deal that's why i don't like them i'm in it for the plot in the story that's even worse <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> it's it'll have fantastic fight scenes and great choreography there's this one clip in the trailer where they're like all fighting down some hallway and for some reason there's like colored gas. Yeah. So it's green. super color. Yeah. That looks that looks fun. That makes me intrigued. Kind of looks like Birds of Prey. But good. I was like I might have to see that. I told we we've seen the trailer a couple times whenever we go to the movies, Jay and I. And we always roll our eyes, but I'm like, Mm-mm. I might have to actually see it. We'll it's... see. And you love Sam Rockwell. I love Sam Rockwell, and I love Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. But I just don't think I'm going to like it if I do actually see it. I think well, there might be some fun action stuff. but You're like, wrong. It. It's going to yeah. be fantastic. So sure. that's what's making me excited, yes. what's making us both excited, what's making Hannah mm-hmm. excited, and it all has to do with <laughs> Apple Plus, apparently. So we're going to take a quick break and then come back with Last Call. Yeah. And welcome back. It is my turn to assign what we will be talking about in our next episode. Let's go. Let's go. And this one is coming out. This next episode will be coming out 
in January. I think January 4th, which I was like, oh, new year. I want to make a bang. It's also close to my birthday. Close to your birthday, that's right. It had to be something that I love. And I decided that we will be discussing 2011 Brad Bird's Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Oh, my goodness. I know. Just to start off the year with an action. Yeah. What made you, What made you decide that? You um, got the bad news I, that, that Mission Impossible Part 2 is delayed to 2025? Is it? Yeah. They bumped oh it from gosh. next summer to 2025. Like, serious, you guys, get it together. Come on. That's so annoying. And I also heard, (laughs) sorry, I also heard about that, that they were probably going to drop the part two because they feel like part one threw people off. And it... It was stupid. It was stupid. Um, But I think... So I think between then and... Or now and then they're going to try to revise or something. I don't know. But that's kind of what I've heard that they were super that's disappointed. That's going to be hard to do. In part one in the box office. And so it's given them time not to just finish the film, but maybe rejigger it some too. All right. So. Well, as anyway. you can see, we both love Mission Impossible and we're super mm. invested in Ghost the production Protocol. of every single one. But I decided on four. Because I don't want to do one because I don't love one. Two is the worst movie in the world. (laughs) Three, I love three, but it's not as, like, bombastic as four. Mm. Four, like, three's really good because it's JJ and he's revamping everything. um, And it's a really good story. But I think four is really where they start, like, oh, we have to one-up this. Now we have to one-up this and we have to one-up this. So I, and I think the ending, mm, this is the ending in the car, in the garage, in the garage, but you have everyone doing something else and it all depends on one of them, you know? Mm. So Mm -mm -mm. I think this might be like my favorite ending of all of the mission impossibles. I, I love this one. Mm. So, and I think this is the, probably the first in my where Tom Cruise is really like, okay, I need to do my own stunts and really keep it going. Cause I, yeah. they didn't make a big deal about that in three. Uh, uh-uh. uh, uh-uh. so. Cause I don't even, <clears throat> does he have big stunts? I don't remember much uh, about, he's got it's big... really him just chasing yeah. around Philip Seymour Hoffman. There's and... not a lot of There's big set pieces, but not, not dangerous stunts that he does like, jumping off the side of a building like he does yeah. in four and this one feel it like is almost gimmicky how many things he does but i am in for the gimmick and i mm. love all of them okay so yeah i just want that is why i decided on this one i wanted us to gush about the scientologist <laughs> named tom cruise <laughs> which i'm sure we'll get into in our next episode um <laughs> that sounds yeah. amazing Mission that is Impossible what we'll be talking Ghost about Protocol. next time. Yes. Excellent. Very excited. <laughs> so, yeah. That is our episode. Spirited, excited, Mission Impossible 4. Please mm. come back next time and enjoy us just gush all about it. That's right. We, don't, we, we will. We won't have a bad thing to say. <laughs> we will. 
That's great. Um, yeah. Like and subscribe. How do they do that on Spotify? How do you do that on Spotify? I don't know why you say like and subscribe. Because everybody think else says like that. It. I know. I think it's just funny that we say like and subscribe. I know. Because you all can't the other. Do... All the other big Liking. podcasters. I was getting on to your mom about that. I was like, haven't you liked about and subscribed? What? And she was like, well, how do you do that? And then I was like, well, now that you ask, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> when you go to like our page, you can see there's a button to subscribe. So you just hit that. And then well, yeah. if you want to be notified when we release a new episode, you can also opt in for that. But if you don't want that, that's fine. But, that's but there's no way page, to like it. Not on the actual episodes. I see. Okay. Yeah. All right. And on the actual episodes, you can download, but I don't know if that means anything for us. Yeah. But anyway, like and subscribe. <laughs> like and s- subscribe. Because that helps us <laughs> in the rankings, whatever that Somehow. means. Somehow. Somehow. That's what all the other We don't know what this say. works. <laughs> yes. Exactly. We're still new to this. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> so, um, but we've been doing this like a year now. I know. Almost a exactly a year when we started this recording at least yeah not not when they've come out but at least at least when we started recording the podcast yeah that's crazy exciting that is crazy we're one year old oh so yeah that's duking it out um uh-huh. produced and edited by our beloved katie campbell katie. and um i think that's it yeah so thanks for listening so happy holidays yes we'll, happy holidays we'll have a few more episodes before the beginning of the year no we don't have any more episodes before the beginning this is the next one like i said comes out january 4th are you even listening to me well yeah but we have other episodes that are coming out before then this is the episode that comes out january or the next episode is what comes out january 4th i know this one comes out at the end of december so happy holidays oh okay we'll see you in january yeah we'll see you in we'll see you next year okay Thanks for listening, and we'd love your feedback. If you do have feedback yes. or thoughts or suggestions, um, send them our way at dukingitoutpodcast at gmail.com, and mm-hmm. we'd love to hear from you. So yeah. I'm Stacy, Hannah. And this has been Duking It Out, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs>